Welcome, welcome, intrepid listener to Your Dog's Best Life. Uh, I am Emily. I'm here with Leanne. And today we're going to do a little more about ourselves because you just can't get it. It's all about us. (laughs) (laughs) No, the reason is, is because Emily, when Emily started, she had one position and then the world ended and that position sadly went away. I mean, it sounded like a really cool position. Yes. And... Then that unfortunately left Emily scrambling a bit. And so now she's landed a new position and she, like me now, is a entrepreneur, which means that she's broke. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking it. I was thinking it. I was just surprised you said it. No, it means that she's, um, that she's responsible for her own income. Oh, wait, that means she's broke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she actually, she's in a better position than I am because I'm a dog trainer during an epidemic and you yes. are a pet sitter during an epidemic. Yes. So not much better, but slightly better. Slightly so better. what we'll do is, because we never really mention the names of our businesses. It's like, we've been t- kind of super subtle and I don't want to be the advertising kind of, oh, by the way, if you have any questions, please call my business at blah, blah, blah. No, no, I mean, no, no. Our, but people should show know. Notes, yeah. My show notes are always on my business page just because we didn't want to put together a website for the podcast because we're too cheap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that might yeah, change. Better. Uh, we might put it on her website kind of every other time or whatever, whatever mood we're in. So, um, but that will not be affecting anybody on earth. So what we'll do is first say congratulations, Emily, for joining the ranks of the insane and yeah, becoming a business owner and uh, tell us about your cool new world that you're living in. Um, The world is nice here. Uh, No. Um, (laughs) So I very, I, we we're joking because this literally happened over a three day period. Like four days ago, I had not even a single thought of being a business owner. And three days later I am. Um, so that's why we're being a little, a little flip about it, but my it's important business, to plan ahead. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's 2020. That was planning ahead. Oh, really? You're like, I went, I went to bed on the idea. Done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, done. Done. <laughs> I woke up, the world hadn't ended, so I took it as a sign I should do this. <laughs> yeah. um, That's about right. So my business name is called Casas and Critters. We are an in-home pet sitting business. Uh, we are, what I like to say is the gold standard um, of pet sitting um, based on what we request and require of our sitters. Um, and so we will watch in home pretty much any critter you can name that's legal to have in your home. <laughs> so we will do come all the way out here. Uh, I have somebody that will come all the way out. Well, I don't have, I have a business. <laughs> you you know people. <laughs> I know people. So, so there are, for those who are listening who don't understand Leanne lives in the wasteland between two major uh, towns in the top of a mountain. Um, so, yeah, when when the icebergs melt, we're all going to go live at Leanne's house. But in the yes. meantime, she's she is in the Netherlands. Um, yes. Yeah. But so this this my business covers basically central Tucson, eastern Tucson, um, and a little bit of of southern Tucson. Um, and then there are two other pet sitting um, organizations here in town that 
I would recommend to um, who have similar standards that cover kind of the remaining areas. So, which is nice. That's always handy to have. But yeah, so we do in-home, we come to the house, we will let out, we will walk, uh, we change litter, we change bowls, um, you know, wash bowls, scrub bowls, change all that. Um, you know, if you have exotics, uh, we have people that can take care of that. Um, we can also do things like, you know, your dog has to go to the vet and your kid has soccer practice and your husband is out of town and, you know, yada, 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 we can take your animal, you know, pick them up, take them to the vet, handle all that for you and return them back home. Um, so we have pet taxi service. Oh, that's um, nice. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. We talked or, about doing that at one of the vet hospitals I was at because we had a huge senior population. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And they really struggled with that. Uh-huh. So that's that's a fantastic thing. To and have. also, yeah. And, and also, if you're an at-risk population right now, you know, you still oh, yeah. want to have your, your animal seen, but maybe you don't really want to take the risk of getting out of the house. Well, you know, we can, we can take care of that for you. Um, so yeah, we have, we have all of that available and it's, it's pretty awesome. If I do say so myself, it's, <laughs> and I, I can say that because I actually used the service before I bought it. So just recently here, when I was in Portland, I hired one of the sitters to come to the house and my my favorite part was I was traveling with a friend of mine who left her car at my house. So she had to come back to my house. And I said to her, as I'm unlocking the door, I'm like, watch this. And she goes, what? And I said, just watch this. And I open the door and the house is clean. I mean, I left it clean, but it stayed clean and it smelled good. And none of the animals were like, oh my God, you're home. <laughs> they were just like, hey, mom, so. And <laughs> And I was like, and and check this out. And there were detailed notes of what they did every day and how everybody was. And there was a checklist so I could see what days they, you know, scrubbed the bowls and what days they checked the mail and what days they watered the plants and what day, like everything was marked off for me. There was no question. Um, Yeah. And it was just, it was like the most relaxing return home you could imagine. It was wonderful. So, and that's, you know, Hopefully that's what we provide for everybody. Yes. Well, so that's, it's interesting because, you know, I used to work at a boarding kennel. So we used to tell everybody why they shouldn't go to a, you know, use a pet sitter. So now, (laughs) but you know, you do what you do. So, so first Casas and Critters, just for those of you who don't speak Spanish, Casas is a house in Spanish. And um, yeah, congratulations. That's so cool. So what we'll do is we'll kind of talk a little bit more in a couple of seconds. So I'll introduce my, cause I own two businesses. Cause uh-huh. why be broke with one when you can be broke with two? <laughs> so, and mine's a little complicated. So we'll buckle down and hear this ridiculous story. So I, I own a dog training business and it has the ludicrous name, I think, of Empire Ridge Ranch because that's the ranch I live at. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to change the name. And I started off my dog training business by doing herding, almost entirely just herding up here on the mountain while I worked at a corporate place in town doing dog training. And then when I decided to move away from the corporate place, I needed a building because Tucson is 120 degrees in the summer. And the summer lasts from mid-April till, well, it's still happening. So what month is this? September. So 
teaching outside, even if you could escape the park police, is not really something we do in Tucson. And so I needed an indoor facility, but I was unwilling to, honestly, I was unwilling to do the kind of work necessary to keep an indoor facility afloat. My husband's only home on weekends, and so that's the only time I see him, and so I don't want to do a lot of weekend work. So weekends, of course, are very financially lucrative for dog trainers. And so what I did is I created another business called The Dog Spot, which is the building. And we kind of sublet or rent out or um, something with other trainers. So what we do is we have a kind of a trainer co-op where everybody pays me for use of the dog spot. We have, I believe, five, four four or five trainers working out of the dog spot, which is nice, which gives me the flexibility. Um, the reason is under two name names is because I don't want to be considered the main trainer. I'm putting that in air quotes, main yeah. trainer of the dog spot because I've seen an, another facility in Tucson that was also kind of doing the same thing we were doing, which is lending or leasing space to other trainers. But everybody knew the place is kind of hers. And her reputation is what it is. And so that reputation affects the other trainers. And I don't, I don't think that's fair. And so the rule that we had for the dog spot was I'm not going to get involved in the tool wars. So there's no litmus test on how you train to be a trainer at the dog spot. And because of that, we have a, bunch of different trainers who all train differently, which is really kind of fun because we are also pretty free about allowing each other to take classes from each other. And the other thing is, is it's been my belief and you come from the veterinary industry too. Here's a secret guys. The best care you're ever going to get in a veterinary facility is if it's a multi doctor facility and everybody shares cases because then if you have a, a zebra, if you have a weird case that that is going to send your vet to the books, yeah, you have not just that veterinarian, but you have another veterinarian because that veterinarian, if you're in a vet, if you're in a vet hospital, so it's not about numbers. You can have ten vets in the hospital, then none of them speak to each other. I've seen that too. Yeah. You need a vet hospital where everybody is, understands that they have one goal and one goal only, and then as to save animals' lives. Yeah. And if you have that kind of veterinary hospital and you have multiple veterinarians, what you've really bought, and it should cost more because you're getting a lot, is you're buying all the eyeballs in the hospital, which means when they take x-rays and it's a little iffy what they're looking at, they can bring in another set of eyes. Yeah. And that is incredibly valuable. And I believe in that kind of philosophy for animal training as well. Animal training is not a hard, it's not, it's not physics. It's not A plus B always equals C. It's much more nuanced and fluffy and more medicine-like in that, well, there are weird cases and there are dogs who do this. And, and so I like the flexibility of having a good relationship with multiple trainers of different modalities that I can bounce ideas off of. And that makes me a better trainer and hopefully it ranks them a better trainer. And again, the purpose, the sole purpose is to keep dogs in homes. And by doing that, we save lives. So yes, I do a bunch of fluffy classes. I totally admit to that, but I also do a lot of anxiety cases and 
if I'm dealing with an, if I, if I have a case that comes across my doorstep that I don't want to take, now I have another trainer that works in my building who I know their techniques. And I can say, oh, I don't do dog on dog aggression here. She'll do dog on dog aggression. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's why there are two businesses with my name on it is because I did not want, I want the dog spot to very clearly not be mine. I want it to be ours. I want, I want the building to be a building and the trainers to be trainers in, they all own their own businesses. They all own their own websites. They all own their own Facebook pages. They all do their own thing. When a phone call comes into the dog spot, I pick it up and I say, you're talking to Leanne and I am the owner of the dog spot. What are you looking for? And then I will tell them which trainers and how to reach them. Right. And I want, it's completely egalitarian. And I mean, obviously there are certain things that I send certain things to certain people because they only do that. I mean, if the person's looking for a puppy class and there's only one trainer having a puppy class in the next three months, well, then that's a no brainer. So that's why the dog spot's set up the way it is. And the, and Empire Ridge Ranch, my training facility, we do group classes. We do barn hunt. We do herding and herding is where I kind of started when it came to training. So, and then basics and trick crap and stuff like that. So that's kind of, kind of what we, what I, what I do. So we're all in Tucson. I live Southeast of Tucson but the ranch only hosts herding, obviously. <laughs> the sheep don't do well in the building. And barn hunt, because I can't get bales of straw in the building if I ever yeah. want to clean the building again. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what a leaf blower's for? Oh, yeah. It's bad enough. Those floors are expensive enough. I don't want to put hay poke holes in them. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep well at night at all. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So that is, that is us in a nutshell. That yeah. is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, uh, side note, anybody in the Tucson area looking for a pet sitting job, send me an email. Oh yeah. She's looking for Go to my website. Sitters. Yes. So we'll have, so this is going to be just a really short one. Um, it's not going to be really long because who wants to hear us rattle on about ourselves for very right, long. Right. And, but again, I just want to introduce because now we are both, um, entrepreneurs. I wanted to make sure that we got Emily's information in there. We didn't want to bury it in another podcast and kind of have everybody miss it. So her business's name is Casa and Critters. We will, all of this information will be in the show notes and with links and kind of relevant information. And my businesses are the one that matters unless you're a dog trainer. If you're a dog trainer in Tucson and you need a place that's air conditioned, yes, please call me. Otherwise I own Empire Ridge Ranch dog training. And um, we also will send that to the, to the show notes and the show notes yeah. always appear in my business page anyway. Cause like I said, we were too cheap to do a, a big page for this podcast. Um, Until we but, get like, you know, Millionaires, two or millionaires, two hundred listeners or something on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we'll talk about that. But anyway, so anything else you want to add, Emily? Like I said, this was just a quick and dirty kind of intro to kind of go over kind of what we're doing right now. Kind of what yeah, we're doing right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot think of anything. Although if, if people have questions, they can always, you know, hit up one of our Facebook pages. Um, if they have suggestions for podcasts that they'd like to hear, they can yes. hit that as well. Um, we like to hear from people, generally speaking. Yeah. We do generally as a rule of, as a rule of thumb. So yeah, yeah hook, um, hook yourself up with us. And um, that's the only ad this podcast link, little micro podcast podcast at is the only one we're really going to talk about what, who we are and what we do in detail so that you, cause I know that I've listened to podcasts and I'm like, I'll be three years in. And I'm like, what the hell's the name of their business? <laughs> or what do they do that, that qualifies yeah. them to talk about this stuff? <laughs> So I thought, you know, we should probably actually say the names of our businesses so people know who we are. Yes. And um, yeah, that's that's all we have. It's a little quick and dirty one. So if you like our podcast, uh, A, this is the only one you've heard. Listen to other ones. This is just like a fake one. Um, <laughs> but if you like us, rate, root, review, subscribe, subscribe share. share. Uh -huh. <laughs> you, you did it, didn't you? You went through your head. I all four of them. Uh, and thank you also, oh, also go, go to yeah. I was gonna say also go to the respective um, Facebook pages and like and comment and those those sort of things because you know the interaction with social media is important for small businesses. So very much so. And so don't just like if you. So I, I like a bunch of businesses, and I'm sure you do too, Emily. And you if you want to see their content in your Facebook feed I can, I'm sure Instagram's the same you have to comment on their posts or you won't see yeah. them yep so if you're thinking oh you know what I, I liked you know Jeep Wrangler pod you know whoever Whatever. the Facebook yeah. page for Jeep Wrangler and I haven't seen a Jeep Wrangler anything in months and I really like their stuff and I like seeing it in my feed you're going to have to go there and you're going to have to like a couple other things or even better yet comment and the algorithm will say oh they like this and they'll start showing up in your feed again yeah. the algorithm does not they want us to pay business owners to pay for our stuff to be seen I don't want to pay uh, for my stuff to be seen. So, so honestly, uh, the, the Facebook algorithm is a lot like dog training and that is reward what you want to see more of. Yes. So yes. yeah. Reinforcement, reinforcement drives behavior. Um, yes. so reinforcement, go away. <laughs> yep. So in this case, the behavior, the, the, the reinforcement is you commenting on our, on our social media posts. So yes, yes. go forth, go forth yes. and show us you've learned something from our podcast. <laughs> but not this one. So yeah. anyway, thank you all. And we will see you guys next week. Have a good week, guys.